I've been running this race alone for, for quite some time because I was that way for a good period of my life, even even when things were going what I thought was fairly well. And one of the things that we often talk about is if you want to go fast, it's pretty easy to go alone. But if you really want to go far, if you want to make true impact in this world, it's so important to go together. And having that brother or that sister to lean on in those times of need or just times of despair, whatever it is. And I mean, you even mentioned Leviticus there, just like the importance of that and, and not even just going against or, you know, taking territory or going against the enemy, but just just having that, you know, peace, I guess we'll call it, or the, the assurance that you're not in this thing alone. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success, focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-minded men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and becoming the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. This episode is brought to you by Anchored Coffee. Anchored Coffee is a coffee company unlike any other. Not only do they provide the most delicious and fresh coffee on the market, they also are positively impacting the communities where the coffee is growing. Anchored Coffee is on a mission to change the world through coffee. And as a subscriber of this podcast, you can get 15% off your next order using the promo code KING15. So visit impacttheworld.coffee today and use the promo code KING15 at checkout. That's impacttheworld.coffee using the promo code KING15 to get 15% off your next order. Enjoy the show. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. And today, I got my main man in the house today, Mr. Christian Edwards. What's up, man? I like this. The introductions are getting... Well, a little bit better. Just feel better and better every time. Well, yeah, dude. I just feel better when you're in my house. Amen. Amen. We're dialing in here from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk today about community and about tribe. Yeah. Kind and, of why I'm in your house right now. Exactly. Even. Yeah. Exactly right, man. It is. Uh, it is a couple of days before Thanksgiving, and you know, Christian lives in New Jersey, and it'd been probably like a full week since we weren't in the same room together. <laughs> Um, and it, I called him and was like, bro, when are you going to get here again? And the next day he booked a flight out. Yeah. So welcome, man. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome to be here. Of course, not just to be around you and be graced with your presence, but yeah. this beautiful home, beautiful view, beautiful mm-hmm. Christmas tree. Yes. Ours back home isn't quite as big. Yeah. For those that aren't on, on YouTube, we are sitting in front of our Christmas tree and fireplace. Mm-hmm. 
Got our dogs at our feet. Nice and cozy. My, my wife's dogs at our feet. So, <laughs> <laughs> But today, guys, I wanted to take a moment and really just dive into this, the power of community, the power of tribe, and what that means to us. Because I think this is one of the most powerful things that has happened to me really since the age of 15 and just surrounding myself with those like-mindsetted people. We oftentimes hear about being around like-minded people, but if you've heard any of our coaching calls or anything in the past, you know I'm, I'm a firm believer that it doesn't do us any good to be around like-minded people. The body of Christ is like, we all have different gifts and talents, abilities, and it's important that we actually think even differently about how to go about certain things. So the important component is having that same vision or the same mindset that we are either progressing or we are regressing, right? We're either growing or we are dying. And I think that's just such an important component. And certainly within our coaching program and in company, it's like, that's the goal is that we are continually getting better and better and better every single day. And, you know, since the age of 15, and I know, man, you've experienced this, you know, as well, but it's like every time that I wanted to level up or just get to that next position in life, I just constantly looked for the fruit that I wanted in somebody else's life. And I just went and got around them. Sometimes I had to pay money to be around them. Sometimes I had to, you know, serve my way into that community, whatever it was, I did whatever it took just to be in and around those people. And I think that's been, you know, one of the, as I mentioned, one of the most important components of where I've gotten in my life and not, not that I've gotten even anywhere near where I'm planning on getting, but it is just that power of community and the power of tribe and just surrounding ourselves with those that are on the same mission and same vision. And brother, I know that we are on the same mission yeah. here together. Amen. Yeah. yeah, sure thing. And it's pretty fun that the timing of this being this podcast will drop the week after Thanksgiving and here we are in the holiday season and families getting together and, you know, doing life with your loved ones. And let's face it, a lot of times people, uh, they're gathering for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, you know, this holiday season, and they're forced to do life with them because they have the same right. <laughs> same blood running right. through their veins. <laughs> so it, it's kind of cool to take this time to reflect on how important it is to choose the people to do life with, not saying don't choose your blood relatives or loved ones, but it is important to surround yourself with those that you are striving to be like. And I mean, for you, you said it came at the age of 15. For me, I didn't really even think about a concept like that as I was just kind of just kind of rolling with the tides of life and just, all right, this is what it is. Thank God I, I got saved 10 years ago, loved the Lord, loved my family, but I didn't really think about truly leveling up the way that God calls us all to max out. I mean, we got one shot at this thing called life. So why would we ever want to coast our way into heaven? Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. Getting excited right there. Because that's really, I think, just the philosophy in which we should live by it's you know you hear the thing you only you only live once yolo right in all reality we live every single day we only die once and if we can wake up every day and choose to be intentional about what we're doing and what's most important in that is who we're putting ourselves around and yeah. who we're surrounding ourselves with so as we dive into this you know i was like okay what does the Bible say yeah about this because obviously everything that we coach on is like i want to go back to the blueprint of what does it actually say? Like, is it important? I mean, obviously God created Adam, 
mm-hmm. and said it wasn't good for dudes to be alone, right. <laughs> right? right? And so he gave us that helpmate, that true partner in Eve. But I think it's even just above and beyond that because I even think of like the importance of, you know, being married, the importance of the type of other men that I'm around mm-hmm. or even the other women that Ashley is around like how huge of an impact that is on our relationship, right? Right, And, and what, who we're surrounding ourselves with, the couples that, mm. that we're surrounding ourselves with. Yeah. And sometimes it's been around couples that are like, I don't want any of that fruit in, in my life. And it's not that we can only be around people that back to the, you know, the Paul and, and the Barnabas and the Timothy concept. It's like we should be looking to pour into others and grow with others, but also looking to be around others that we you know, are looking to glean from as well. And I mean, take me through, man, just, I want to know your concept or when you like read the word, where where you see or what you, what you have gathered from the Bible as far as power of community and tribe and and things like that. Sure. And even before I jump into that, just piggyback thinking about the marriage event we had a couple of weeks ago, how great it was. We had 13 couples that we served. And even though we were facilitating the, the two day event, there was so much that we were able to glean from those other couples in the room. And I mean, I can't say that there's anybody in the room where we would say, oh, you know, you have no fruit. You have nothing that we would desire. But it's so great that in this Christian walk, even if we are the ones in a position of leadership or in a position of authority where we're the ones ministering to others or praying for others, it's always reciprocal. I I don't know there's too many times I've ever ministered to somebody where I wasn't able to walk away with something from that person, you know, just just something. So there's power there. There's power there. And, And God calls us to community. He calls us to fellowship. And that word fellowship is huge. And I I think we've even talked about it on one of these podcasts, that Greek word koinonia, which is the the true definition of a oneness. And and that's what God calls us to be as believers. He calls us to be one with one another, one with him. And Acts 2.42, the four pillars of the early church, and really what should still stand today is the four pillars of any church, like physical church building or any ministry, it is the apostles' doctrine, so the teaching of the word. We have fellowship, which is at koinonia, communion, and prayer. So think about that. You understand, all right, yeah, reading, studying the word, communion, understanding the concept of that and what Jesus said when he said to break the bread and sip the wine, to, to remember me as many times as you do this, remember me. And then that prayer, of course, any church that's void of prayer isn't much of a church at all, but it's like fellowship. All right, I had it just plain old fellowship. That's as important as those other things. And yeah, in the eyes of God, it is. Because as he says that we're one with him, and we could wrap our minds around that a little easier by saying, well, all right, I'm one with the Lord because when I got saved, when I surrendered my life to him and I got filled with the Holy Spirit, there's literally an indwelling that's going on there. So God tells us to abide in him, to be in him, to remain in him. But I mean, he's the one living in us and we are to surrender our lives back to him. So that oneness we could understand a little more, but so how could I be one with you? And even in John 17, verse 20, and I love this passage because Jesus is praying for, for us today. 
I mean, he had just prayed to the Father for his disciples, and now he's praying for all believers and all future believers. So it's like you and me, we're in the Bible. Everybody listening to this who's a believer of Christ, they're actually in the Bible here in this passage. And Jesus says, I do not pray for these alone, meaning the disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's us. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us. So, man, think about, I mean, the Father-Son relationship and God the Father and Jesus Christ, and Jesus is praying to the Father that you and I may be one with one another as he is with his heavenly Father. I mean, that that's a tight bond. That's a oneness right there, right? So to understand that's what he's calling us to do, that's what he's calling us to be, it's really remarkable because when we look at just us as human beings, period, we're some rebellious, stiff-necked human beings, you know, we hold grudges. Even in the Christian community, unfortunately, there's division amongst believers, you know, problems come up and all of a sudden this one's not talking to that one and, you know, the fall right into the snares of the enemy. That's exactly what he wants. He right. wants us to be divided at all times. But there's so much of a stress on community, on that fellowship piece. And I got a couple verses. You know me, I love the word, man. I love digging in. So. Yeah, dude, that's why I love you. That's why I love having you around. I'm just like, <laughs> hey, what's the Bible say about that? <laughs> yeah. And even um, just a powerful example of what koinonia should look like, if you look at how many times the, the term one another is in the Bible. And you think about it, it, you know, and Romans says for us to be devoted to one another, to honor one another, to live in harmony with one another, to accept one another, to serve one another in love, be kind and compassionate to one another. That's Ephesians, admonish one another, Colossians, encourage one another, First Thessalonians. Spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Hebrews offer hospitality, love one another. I mean, it's all over this idea of one another. God didn't call us to be isolated, as you just referenced, Adam and Eve. He's calling us to fellowship. He's calling us to community. He's calling us to tribe. And there's a passage in Hebrews, which I love to reference, and a lot of times pastors will reference this when uh, people are saying, you know, I don't want to go to church, church isn't important. But in Hebrews 10, verse 25, and it talks about not forsaking the assembling of the saints. So don't forsake us coming together and meeting and fellowshipping. But if we take it back to verse 23 in Hebrews 10, it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And I love that. So think about this idea that let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. And this word wavering here, it's the only time it's used in the New Testament. And it's the idea of perfectly perpendicular without an inclination to bend at all. So that's where God's calling us to be with our faith, the perfectly perpendicular without bending, without wavering at all. And it it's so important to read that first before we get to this and let us consider one another. Like, there we go. I just mentioned it before. Another one another. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. So what God is saying here, there's a reason he says, he talks about us making sure that our faith doesn't waver at all. And then he just jumps into the importance of not doing this thing alone, right? So 
let's face it, when we're discouraged, what do we do? We usually isolate. And it's so important. Man, there's so many times I've seen in church and ministry, somebody stops coming a couple weeks, somebody, you know, that's normally reaching out to you, they don't reach out. And as soon as it's on your radar, you reach out and sure enough, they're going through something. Maybe there's shame involved. Maybe they're just discouraged. Whatever it is, the enemy has figured out a way to get this person to isolate themselves. Because usually all it takes is, hey, call a brother, call a sister. If you're a woman, call somebody who's in your life. Like me, I know I could call you if I'm feeling any which way about anything. And even us in this position of leadership, if you will, amongst the church body, a lot of times, you know, pastors or leaders, they don't want to make that call because we're looked at as the ones who are supposed to have it all together. Right. We're looked at as the ones who, you know, people are calling us for their problems. We're supposed to be able to figure out all our own problems. If I can minister to you, surely I can minister to myself. But it's so important for us to come together, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, encouraging one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching, the day approaching, referencing the return of Jesus Christ. So I just love that right there where it's just so important for us to be together, to do life together. God didn't create us to be isolated. He created us to be in one with one another. And there's so much power in that. That's why I'm in the room with you today. You know, we are on the phone every day together, Zoom calls, we're meeting, we're strategizing, we're praying, but five minutes in a room together, it feels like we get more than a whole day's worth of work over Zoom, that there's power in that proximity. There's power in agreement. And, you know, the Bible emphasizes the power of agreement. And let's face it, you can't have agreement if there's only one person involved, right? That Who's agreeing with you. And I love the verse in Matthew, and you got me talking scripture now. I'm going on a tangent, man. Matthew 18, 19, if any two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now, does this mean two people come together and, hey, uh, God's a genie and he's just going to grant any wish if two people pray about it? No. But if this passage here, this is explicitly talking about the power in agreement. There's power when two people come together. I love in the book of Acts in chapter four, when John and Peter are arrested for preaching the gospel and the believers were in the house praying. It said that they opened up their mouth as if they had one voice to the Lord. They came together to pray and the house shook and they're all filled with the Holy Spirit and their prayer of boldness was granted because they're like, these are two of our leaders. They just got locked up for preaching the gospel, exactly what we're about to do, but I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to be imprisoned, but boom, they came together with one voice in one accord and God performed a miracle. Like literally the earth shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then if you jump ahead to Acts 12, when the church prayed, when Peter was in prison again, and the church prayed together as one for his release and boom, what happened? Together, they came together as one, and in agreement came, petitioned the Lord, and an angel appeared before Peter in this jail cell where he was shackled to two guards on either side. The chains fell, and the angel literally escorted him out of the prison. So think about that power and agreement coming together. And Leviticus 26.8 
Now I know you're going deep. Yeah, we're talking Leviticus. <laughs> Whenever Isaiah, my son, my oldest son, Isaiah, who's a bit of a knucklehead, kind of a, he was always the class clown in school. Whenever he has something profound to say of his own wisdom, usually he'll say, yeah, in Leviticus 27. <laughs> and everybody will be like, okay, I guess it's there. <laughs> I love it. But Leviticus 26, 8, when talking about, you know, Old Testament times, plenty of wars, battles between rival nations. But this says that five of you shall chase 100, but 100 of you shall put 10,000 to flight. So think about that. Five of you, if you come together, you're going to be able to chase out 100 of your enemies. But if 100 of you come together, you'll be able to chase out 10,000. So the power of five there, five to defeat a hundred, that's great. A one to 20, for every one man, that's 20 people you're chasing out of your land. But now if a hundred men come together, you're putting 10,000 to flight. Now for every one man, that's a hundred of your enemies that you're pushing out of the land. That's a big number. So think about that power of agreement, the power of when we come together and us as believers, like we're wearing Jesus as king across our chest right now. We don't pull punches on this. We're about the Lord's business. And we are believers. We believe in the Word of God. We believe in what God has called us to do as His believers. We believe in the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations. And that's what we are doing. And we're doing that together. We're coming together. Shoot, man, I'm getting on a plane every couple of weeks to fly somewhere to do the work of the Lord, always with you right there by my side. And even if it's here, we're in your house today. I've been here two days and we've been, I mean, we've been at it, praying together, strategizing, casting vision for 2022. And there's just so much power in that. And I just love, how can I say this? I, I know you're a godly man. I know when I'm around you, I feel the presence of God because of the man of God that you are. But when we just come together, I just feel God's presence, not just because he's dripping off of you. I just feel like God is in the midst. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I man. love it. Yeah. That's that like mindset that kind of opened up with. It's just like, we're about our father's business here. And there's such power in that. Man, it always just brings me back to at our Become the CEO of Your Life events, we spent a decent amount of time talking about our alignments. And within our alignments, oftentimes our, our, our assignments are actually birthed out of that. So for, for somebody that's like, you know, maybe going, this sounds cool or I don't, you know, that makes sense, I guess, but I don't really know where to, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in life. I'm not, I'm struggling maybe with maybe my existing friendships. First off, you look at your five closest friends and you're not actually truly inspired, like truly inspired. It's time to level up and find another group of friends, yeah. right? It's not like you have to shun them and, and not be around them. But I mean, there is something that when I'm in the room with you, as you mentioned, it's like, I'm inspired, like we're doing this, right? Yeah. And if I'm not, you're pulling me up mm -hmm. and vice versa. Like yeah. that's just what we're able to lean on each other and do for each other. So it's important to find those type of people in your life. And, you know, through that, I mean, I don't know if we never met each other. I don't know what we'd be doing. Mm. You may still be in the hospital maintenance closet. Who I knows? probably would. Right? Yeah. And, you know, who knows what I would be doing, right? But I know the day that I saw you across that computer screen that there was definitely an alignment that was there. And out of this, I truly know that we're really just getting started yeah. with, with this assignment that we're, we're on mission for, man. Yeah. Amen. I shared this with Connor, you know, Connor Mead, one of the leaders in our coaching group. And... I told him, and I, I mean, I've shared this with you 
have expressed this to you in many ways, but I remember the day that I told him and cause I really felt like it was a word from the Lord. <laughs> the word was fertilizer. Like <laughs> I was like, yeah, this might sound funny, but God's giving me this word fertilizer for you. But what it really was is anything that you're around like you accelerate, you accelerate the process. You know, if somebody is wishy-washy about the Lord, Connor comes into their life and it's like a fast track to Jesus Christ. And I think any real alignment, any like God-willed alignment, that's going to be the case. And again, when I said at that marriage retreat, a lot of a lot of things are reciprocal. We're facilitating and yeah, we're pouring out a lot, but we're also receiving a lot in the process as well. When God aligns you with the right person, that's what it is. It's like your your instant accelerators for one another. You both just make each other better. And I mean, that's what a good marriage would be as well, right? And we had a conversation this morning with our boy, Jared Galdi, who's in the tribe. And that's what he was talking about, how, listen, when you're in business with somebody, it's a marriage. It's a marriage. So when you're in business, when you're doing life with somebody, if you're not accelerating each other, listen, if... I'm the one to just always encourage you to lift you up, to puff you up, and I'm not getting anything in return. Even if you're doing your best, it's just not the right alignment. Listen, I'm going to be deflated. I'm going to be burnt out. I'm going to feel like this is a one-sided affair. But there's just something so special that happens when God puts two people or two or more people together and with that like mindseted vision, the same faith, you know, thinking of those believers in the house with one voice, pray to the Lord. And they were probably all sounded different to the way they were praying, some praying out loud, some quiet. But God said that they had one voice in that time because they can't together as one. And I guarantee you that every prayer warrior in that room that was praying for John and Peter, they were just getting better and deeper and more intimate in their prayer because of who was around them in that right. moment. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm curious, dude, because so many people have different types of personalities. We have introverts, you know, extroverts, people like me. I, I feel like I'm a little bit of both where I definitely get energized when I am around people, but there's a point where it's like, okay, I need to just, I need my time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm maxed out. I need my yeah. time. And then there's some that are just extreme introverts where like, you know, I don't want to be around people or what would you say to that? Or what would you, how would you maybe encourage them about the importance of a community or tribe, even though we think that people are a drain to us, mm-hmm. how do they actually, if God created us for community, for tribe, what would you say to that, man? I'm just curious. Well, there's nothing wrong with being an introvert if that's somebody's personality. And, you know, we do it with the married couples. We take them through that test where, you know, they align with either a lion, camel, monkey, or turtle. And, I mean, if you actually know what those animals represent, you see, oh, my gosh, this test is so right, dead on. Right. So there's nothing wrong with having a particular type of personality. But I think it's important to decipher whether... It's just your personality where you do lean on the side of introverted or if it's just you're isolating for a reason other than your personality. Is there something going on? Because a lot of times, I mean, for me, it's crazy. Lucy jokes all the time because I was so introverted before I was saved. And it was because I lived in shame every single day. I didn't like myself. And there was a lot going on within me that just caused me to isolate. I was a drug addict, which, you know, I've shared on this podcast after a couple of years of it, I alienated everybody in my life so I could just stay at home with my drugs. And it was just that was that was my marriage at the time. With that drug, I 
push everybody away. So what is it that's causing you to be introverted? Is it just that's your God-given personality or are you specifically desiring or are you intentionally staying away from people because you're afraid of something, you're ashamed of something? And I see this a lot over the years working with the youth. You'll have a youth night and you'll see that teen that is there because their parents probably made them come and then they just, you know, they look scared to death. And with that, usually it's not because they're just an introverted person. It's there's something going on in their life where they, they feel shame. They're embarrassed to be around other people. That What is it? And to that person, one, well, first of all, I pray for people like that. God will have somebody enter your life where you do feel comfortable and you can open up and you can feel free to be yourself. And being free to be yourself is, hey, if something's going on, if I'm ashamed of something, if something's troubling me, then I'm going to express it. I'm going to share it and, and get it out in the open, not allow whatever that thing is to just take root and just kind of hide and just like a cancer, just grow, grow throughout your body. And just all of a sudden you're never leaving your house. Yeah. In that man, just thinking about that, my heart breaks, even thinking about that, how people are like that. Cause I know when I was like that and I was isolated, man, my life was a wreck. My life was a wreck and it was Lucy, who now my wife, Lucy, but at the time she was just, she was like an angel that came into my life to just love me a different way and not even an intimate love right away, but just love me in such a way that God calls on his believers to love one another. And I saw that love and it allowed me to really start to think differently about myself. You know, it allowed some thoughts of inadequacy, allowed some self-limiting thoughts and beliefs to just fall by the wayside because I saw somebody else who saw something in me when I didn't see something in myself. So my heart breaks for, for those people. But if you're in that situation and you're isolating yourself, know that there's a community. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you are one of those people who you may not even know, you may say, hey, I'm just introverted. But if you think you just at all be intentionally isolating yourself reach out to us at the end of this podcast we'll drop a number and um yeah we'll definitely link up with you because i mean the enemy loves to isolate us yeah you know yeah absolutely absolutely and uh yeah we'll get you that number here at the end of this podcast for sure because we'd love to rap with you about that because sometimes sometimes it's hard to even talk to the closest people to us because of the fear of judgment or as you mentioned, shame or just guilt, how it might affect the other person, whatever that case is. And if you just want to wrap with somebody that has no judgment or, you know, is really just truly here to help, we'll make sure that we get you guys that number. But one thing I want to talk before we do that, man, is really the, I mean, again, we kind of talk about the, uh, we mentioned alignments and, and assignments and maybe we're in a spot in our life where it's like, I don't know what's next or I've been running this race alone or for quite some time because I was that way for a good period of my life, even even when things were going what I thought was fairly well. And one of the things that we often talk about is if you want to go fast, it's pretty easy to go alone. But if you really want to go far, if you want to make true impact in this world, it's so important to go together. And having that brother or that sister to lean on in those times of need or just times of despair, whatever it is, and I mean, you even mentioned Leviticus there, just like the importance of that and, and not even just going against or, you know, taking territory or going against the enemy, but just, just having that, you know, peace, I guess we'll call it, or the, 
the assurance that you're not in this thing alone. Right? Because I remember just like even just build in building business and, and entrepreneurship, if there's any solopreneurs that are building their company and they're like, man, I'm doing everything here. You can do it. I mean, you can definitely do it, but your willpower and your strength alone is only going to go so far. Yeah. You can only go so far on your own. And at some point you need, you need the ability to be able to just rely on somebody else or delegate things out. And that's okay. Like that's not a sign of weakness in any fashion. I would actually argue it's more of a sign of, of confidence and, and strength to be able to delegate and to be able to do things like that. Because I really think that when we're trying to control the situation and make sure everything's perfect, especially in business, oftentimes it's our own insecurity that's causing that to take place versus being confident in maybe the systems or the processes or things that you've put in place that will allow you to do so. So what would be your your takeaway on that from a just a, a doing life together type approach, even how we've you know been building the, the, the tribe here, the community where it just started with, you know, how many of us, 20, 25 of us, and then, you know, it grew to 40 and 60 and 80 and we're up over, over 100 or so now. And what's your take on that, man? Yeah, I immediately thought of a call I had yesterday with one of the young bucks in our group. Well, I, I could say his name. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm praising yeah. the, the young man, Noah, Noah Barr. Oh, yeah, I do love Noah. Just young man who I can't believe for his age, like, early Mm -hmm. 20s to have the fire and maturity in his walk with the Lord because I'm 40. I got saved at 30. But our conversation turned to, it's interesting because as mature as he is in a spiritual walk, he just doesn't have as much life experience, period, as I do. Sure. You know, even if he does have the same spiritual experience, him being in his early 20s, me being 40, Mm -hmm. the life experience just isn't there. And there's things that I probably have come across. He's about to get married next summer. I'm married with kids. There's things that have allowed me. I told him this. I said, there's things that I figured out myself in this walk. I mean, I've had people around me in my walk, men who took me under their wing, who mentored me, who discipled me. And that's helped me tremendously. And I believe it's part of why I am where I am as far as being able to serve others. But at the same time, I mean, even with the best mentors, you're going to have to just experience some stuff for yourself or it's just inevitable. It's going to happen. So I just shared a couple of examples of things that I've been through in marriage and even raising children. I mean, he's not even married yet. He's not even thinking of children. But we had a conversation about some things that I had to learn about the most effective way to be a husband, to be a father. And for him, why would I, if he's in my life, why would I let him just, hey, get married, you figure this out on your own, right. which a lot of people, you know, worldly people will do that. Well, I figured I had to learn the hard way. Oh, you're going to have to learn the hard way now. Right, right. Well, what the heck? If you're in my life and I love you, why would I let you waste years uh, of, of learning trial by error? When I could just share a a 30-second story with you to give you some wisdom as to how to handle a certain situation. And not even saying that I have all the wisdom in the world. But if I could share a nugget with you, you'll just hold on to you, have that in your back pocket. If this conversation ever comes up with your wife or if this situation ever comes up with your kids, you'll remember that that conversation you had with Christian Edwards before you're even married that, oh, shoot, I remember he he told me something like this was going to happen. Right. Yeah. And and that's what this is about. Why 
with you, I learned so much just from being around you and hearing conversations that you have of the business world. I wasn't, I knew nothing about business before I started getting around you. And now I truly believe I could, you know, I serve this group in the spiritual pillar, but I believe I can give them some nuggets of wisdom when it comes to business because I've been around a business genius like yourself for the last year. So that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. I think that's, that's so key. Um, And one thing that I always reiterate to people and back to even kind of what I mentioned is like, those who can't always tend to want to teach. Like, so be cognizant of who you're taking advice from. I just want to caution people with that just because there's a lot of people that think they know what you should do, even though their life's a train wreck, right? (laughs) Like, so that, that when we talk about look for the fruit that you want, that's what we're referring to in that is like, make sure if someone's going to give you marriage advice, make sure that they've got a solid marriage. Right. Right. And not yeah. just like a front facing marriage, get into the dirt a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, let's figure this thing out. If somebody's going to give you advice on how to make investments on, you know, or real estate world, make sure they've done enough transactions like a Jared Galdi. Make sure that you're taking wise counsel from people that have been there and done that. And that's what you said, just that life experience is so important because, and to continually do that, like I continually seek out mentors still in all different areas in my life. You know, whether it's fitness, I still go see a fitness trainer. It's not that I don't even know what to do, but sometimes it is the accountability. Right. And then just making sure that I can have somebody keep me accountable for that. So with any tribe, with any community, there's always that like mindset component of making sure that we're more on mission together, you know, having that responsibility together, but then the accountability component of it as well. Yeah, it's huge. And even with that, with the physical, the physical pillar with the accountability, I mean, since I've been around, you've been around this tribe, I mean, I haven't taken my normal three-month breaks from the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Three-month breaks. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, we're in Minnesota, so you know what it's like to have cold weather. But when hibernate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a gym downstairs like you do. (laughs) I got to put on the the coat, put on the hat, put on the boots, and and trek out to the gym. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'll just put on a few LBs this winter and then work harder (laughs) in the spring. And then what happens is, you turn 38 and 39 and now 40 and you're like, oh shoot, I can't just pick it up in the spring again. Right. <laughs> like that's I used true. to be able to. That's true, man. <laughs> I think that's a good point too, man. And then I know I'll be sensitive to our time here, at least to our listeners time, because we could wrap forever. But right. It's just that, as we mentioned, it's like a continual process. This thing called life that we're on, like it's a journey and it's a continual learning process that, you know, my desire and goal is to continually learn and to continually grow. And one of the most fascinating things that I think that God has given us is our brain Mm. and the fact that it's one of the only organs essentially that we have that can continually get better and better and better. And that's science. But what happens is as we age, you hear so many times when people will just retire and they kind of lose their edge or Mm. they just no longer, they don't have that that drive or that goal or that challenge of critical thinking. Mm -hmm. And that just slowly becomes that kind of 
gradual decline where we get worse and worse and worse. And then obviously mm-hmm. dementia and things like that comes into play. But our brain is something that we can just continually get better and better and better and better if we use it. Yeah. It's no different than yeah. any muscle. Like if mm-hmm. we're not going to use it, it's going to atrophy. Yeah. Right. You're going to put on some LBs. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think that's like a, a key component just with the community and the tribe and that accountability aspect of it. But yeah. any final thoughts brother no that's it just um i mean we certainly stress the the importance of community and tribe and i mean if we just spoke just based on our own experience we'd be able to really highlight it but i mean this is what god is saying god is stressing the importance of us coming together we're many members but he gives us different gifts different spiritual gifts so that when we come together we can work as one efficient fully functioning body so Let's align together and work together as one. Take territory, man. This this world's getting more and more jacked up by the day. Heck yeah, man. And we need more, more just warriors, more lions, lionesses yeah. involved in this community. So I will throw this out there. We'd mentioned a number. If you're looking for someone just to rap with about life, maybe some struggles you've got going on or some of them even talked about guilt or shame or, you know, just like, what is this thing that you're even talking about? This community, this tribe, it may be a foreign concept to yeah. a lot of people, depending upon how we grew up. Some of us are taught to just, you know, hold things in, be a man about it, yeah, be a tough girl about it or whatever the situation is. Sometimes it's just nice just to get it out. And without that judgment, without that guilt or shame or, you know, condemnation of any form, or it could be just like, dude, this sounds great. I need people like you mm-hmm. in my life. Give us a text. Text the word tribe. How about T-R-I-B-E, tribe, to 727-472-3860. Had to make sure that, that's right. Seven, right? Seven, 727-472-3860. Jace is double checking for me behind the camera here, making sure that that's good. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's right. It'll be in the show notes. It'll too, be in right? the show notes. Yeah. 727 472 3860. All right. I got the thumbs up on that, guys, <laughs> for the third time. Yeah. So text us the word tribe, T R I B E, and we'll send you a calendar link to hop on the phone with one of us here within the community. And we'd love to just wrap with you yeah. and let us know how we can serve you, especially going into this time of the Christmas season. Sometimes, as a lot of people think, it's about family and community and tribe. But for some of us, it might be a time of just like loneliness or, you know, feeling loss or have experienced loss and you just want to rap with somebody about it. We'll be happy to hop on the phone with you. Yeah, a lot of triggers around the holidays, especially in the world of addiction and, you know, the world that I came from. So if there's anything, anything we could do as a tribe to serve anybody listening shoot that word tribe over to the number and we're here for you. That's it. We're here for you. Absolutely. Have a merry, merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram, at King's Council Coaching. We'll see you next time.